He'd have been his God. All power in heaven and earth would have dwelled in him. But it didn't until after the resurrection. The Bible said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. If he had had the fullness of God, he wouldn't have had to learn nothing. It'd all been there. Amen? But every, y'all, every trial, every temptation, everything he went through worked something in him. And all I know to tell you is what God began to show me. It was like everything he went through began to intertwine with the Spirit of God that was in him, and something was being designed or created in him. It's going to come back to us. It's going to come back to us. Oh. I saw it like a spiritual DNA. And, you know, the Lord began to deal with me about this, and I began to I began to try to grab hold of it. And that's when the Lord began to show me how that it was spoken of John the Baptist. He was going to be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. And it happened. When Mary walked into Elizabeth's house, the Bible said she was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to exhort. Zechariah, when John was born, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy. But then when you go over there into the Gospel of John, the seventh chapter, Jesus said, let him that thirst come, let him drink. Of me, let him drink. For the Scripture says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Bible says this, spake he of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the Holy Ghost that was in John and Elizabeth and Zechariah, the Holy Ghost that moved all through the Old Testament, is not the manifestation of the Spirit of God that God wants to send back to us in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit that God wants to send back us to us is what happened in Jesus. As He went through all these trials, something started being created. Y'all hang with me. I know this is different. I know it's new. But y'all listen to me. The Lord began to deal with me. And that's when he brought the scriptures to me over in Luke 24. Y'all go with me. You lying devil. (laughs) This is coming out. This is coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you've got to give me the utterance, Lord. It's too valuable. Verse Luke 24, y'all with me? Verse 36. And as they spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted. And supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your heart? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me and see. 
For a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. He's not spirit. You hear me? He's not spirit. He's flesh and bones. But the fullness of God now lives in him. The fullness of God lives in him. But he's still man. Y'all hear me? He's still man. We've never looked. Y'all listen to me. We've never looked. We, we knew he was a man when he walked on this earth. And y'all have heard me say time after time after time after time, there was a reason that Jesus was raised from the dead and he was raised immortal. He was not raised mortal. He was raised immortal. He was raised incorruptible. He went to that tomb corruptible. He went to that tomb mortal. But when he come out, he was incorruptible and he was immortal. You know why? One reason. He had to retain uh, the uh, the humanity of man. Uh, the second reason was he was born again. Uh, and when he was born again, uh, there was no carnality. There was no sin nature. Uh, and death had to flee. Uh, he could not stay mortal. Uh, he could not stay corruptible because when he come out of that grave he was born again he said thou art my son this day have I begotten thee and he took on that nature of God and become incorruptible and immortal yet he retained the humanity of man he retained it he retained it why He could come back to us, not just as God, but as man and God. Let me tell you something, this Holy Ghost that's coming back to us. You may think Brother Metter's crazy. You better think Brother Metter don't know what he's talking about. But I'm telling you, this Holy Ghost that's coming back to us is going to bring every experience as a man with God in him that he had. Everything he conquered, every bit of wisdom, every bit of determination, every bit of strength. You say, well, it's just God. No, there's a wisdom, there's a knowledge, there's an understanding that he gained as he conquered sin, as he overcame the world, as he rose above of every temptation for he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin that he might what be a merciful and faithful high priest did God not tell us the knowledge to overcome the sin nature was coming did he not tell us the ability was coming well this is what it's coming back as the Holy Ghost with the humanity of man hallelujah y'all may not realize that y'all get the revelation Somebody see if you can finish this scripture for me. When he, the spirit of truth is come, he shall testify of me who. Who's the me? Who was saying it? Jesus was saying it. 
But he, the spirit of truth, has come. He ain't going to talk to you about God. He's going to talk to you about me. He's going to testify to me. He's going to testify what I conquered, what I accomplished, what I overcame. He's going to testify of me. He's going to testify of the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the victory, the deliverance, the power. He's going to testify of me, children of God. This is coming back to us. I'm fixing to bring the testimony of Christ. I'm fixing to hit you all one in a minute. But then as the Lord begin to begin to put this in my spirit, Go to Philippians 2. I know y'all know the scripture. I know where I'm going. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, let this mind be in you, which was also in the resurrected man. (laughs) He didn't say, let this mind be in you, which was also in God. Anybody with me? He said, let this mind be in you. It was also in Christ Jesus. Why? It's going to take that mind of Christ. To do what he done. Are y'all listening to me? To have the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. To overcome sin. To overcome the world. It ain't just going to be God in you. You got to have something to work with. What's going to... Well, let, let, me, let me see if I can... What's going to connect the dots? Between God and man. <laughs> Jesus. He's the... Mediator between men and God. He's the go-between between men and God. He is the mediator of the New Testament. In other words, he transitions us from the old covenant to the new. Amen. He's that mediator. He's that bridge that brings us from the old to the new, that brings us from the law to faith, the schoolmaster. The law was a schoolmaster to do what? Bring us unto faith. He is the mediator of a better covenant. Hebrews is full of what I'm telling you. Are y'all listening to me? Why would he say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, if he wasn't talking about that mind of the resurrected man? Are you listening to me? Why? I mean, my God, Jesus, children of God, is still glory. He's flesh, but he's glorified. He's flesh and bone. He's flesh and bone. In other words, what he is, is God in the flesh. The full power and authority and dominion of God now lives in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In John 17, when he knew he was going to the cross, he said, Father, he said, glorify thou me with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. In other words, I was that living word with you up there in the beginning. 
in in eternity. He said, I gave up that glory. I I came to this earth. I I lived in the body of a man. I I became flesh. I I walked as a man. And I have conquered sin. I I have overcome the world. I I surrendered myself to you. Death and hell have been destroyed. And the very blood that was shed has been placed on the mercy seat for eternal redemption. And I have become a merciful and faithful high priest because I was tempted in all points like as we are. Yet I didn't sin. And if I send my nature back to him, <laughs> if I give this that I've done comes back to them, they ain't going to sin neither. They ain't going to sin neither because my spirit's going to live in them. Are y'all hearing me? We all know that God can do it, but it wasn't God that done it. It was a man with God in him that done it. Are you with me, children? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Is anybody seeing what I'm saying? That's the reason we don't have to fear. Amen. It's there. The victory's there. The victory's there. Why? He done it. Because he done it. Y'all follow what I'm saying. See if you can follow what I'm saying. Let me see if I can do it. Okay. We're going to make the blue line Jesus. Okay? We're going to make the blue line Jesus. We're going to make the red line the Spirit of God. I gotta make a detour here. Gotta put another color in here if I can do it. Brother Metter, you crazy. Brother Metter's gonna go so crazy, he's drawing on the board with colored markers. Listen to me. Everything that Jesus done, the Spirit of God living in him. Y'all with me? Everything he done with the Spirit of God living in him is intertwined. Y'all ever seen DNA? Y'all ever seen DNA? A chart of it? It, it just something like and it's just intertwined. Everything just and I think they have it with like five or six colors in it. If you've ever seen a scientific chart of DNA. And it just, everything just, I know y'all studied it in nursing school with me. At least I'd think you would. Y'all study any kind of DNA or anything? And, and there's a, it, it looks like a, just a spiral crooked ladder. And everything's just intertwined. You listen to what I'm telling you. Everything he done, he conquered sin. He overcame the world. 
listening to me? Every trial, every temptation, just before he went to that cross, that flesh surrendered. That flesh surrendered. He said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. That flesh stayed in the tomb. That spirit of him, that soul of him went to hell. Not as a victor, but to pay for our sins. Y'all following me? Somewhere, after all them sins was paid for, the Spirit of God descended. Resurrect that soul. Birthed him. You hear me? Birthed him into the image and likeness of God. He took the keys of hell and death from the devil. He came and destroyed him that had power of death. That is the devil delivered man from his bondage. He resurrected. Y'all with me? He resurrected. Ascended. Went into the mercy seat. Put his blood on the mercy seat. And then he descended. Then he descended back here. Y'all listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. I got scripture. Fix to give you scripture. Jesus became the Christ. Y'all hear me? Everything in that man part of him, that humanity, not sin nature, not the carnality. That died. But when he was resurrected, he still had that humanity. When he was resurrected, he was totally one with the Father, with all power in heaven and earth. He became the Christ. You say you're crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Acts second chapter. I better put these markers down before I have myself all marked up. I'll be looking like Y'all with me? Second chapter. Anybody understanding where I'm going? You with me, son? (laughs) Verse 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. That same Jesus whom ye crucified. He's made him Lord and Christ. He both. He's Lord and Christ. Y'all following with me? Anybody getting where I'm going? See, that's why Jesus said, I will send you another comforter. Not what he was at that time. Not the Holy Ghost that was in him at that time. That wasn't what he was talking about. The word another means different. So what he was saying is, I'm going to send you a different comforter 
that he may abide with you ever. I'm going to send you a different one. Are y'all listening to me? This revelation of the Holy Ghost and this manifestation of the Holy Ghost, to my knowledge, has never been preached. Nobody's ever seen this. I'm not saying down through history somebody might have, but our generation, to my knowledge, has never seen this. And I am telling you what Jesus conquered. Every trial, it become part of his character. How many of y'all know everything you go through and everything you accomplish becomes part of your character? It either puts character and integrity and decency and morality in you or it puts evil and wickedness in you. One of the two. Your trials either make you or break you. Well, everything that Jesus done became a part of him. And it was intertwined with the Spirit of God that was in him because he was designing. How many of y'all remember when I preached on the Holy Ghost and the administrations and the offices? I told y'all God had a Holy Ghost tailor-made <laughs> just for you in the gifts and the call and the anointing because you're different than anybody else. And it ain't going to do you any good to try to be me because you ain't me and you ain't called to be me and I ain't called to be you. So you just need to find your calling and quit trying to be me. Because I'm going to tell you, you don't want to be me. <laughs> you don't want to be me. Because when it gets out what I'm preaching, I'm crucified. <laughs> I can tell you. But I know it's right. So if I can stake my life on it, I know this is right. You hear me? I know this is right. Because nothing else is going to bring the compassion. Compassion don't come by the Holy Ghost. It don't come by the Holy Ghost. It comes by the humanity of man. It don't come by the Holy Ghost. And there's got to be something to connect the Spirit of God to man. What do y'all think Jesus come for, made like us? That's exactly right. So, man, Jesus, that man, he was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, Romans 1 and 3, and declared to be the Son of God by the Spirit of holiness that dwelt in him by the resurrection of the dead. So it's not just... And we talk about the Holy Ghost, and all we think about the Holy Ghost is a shout, maybe a miracle, maybe the gifts, maybe a talking tongues. Are y'all with me? But we never associate the Holy Ghost as the Spirit of Christ, and we never associate the Spirit of Christ as the God and the man and the humanity of it coming back to live in us. Not just the God part, the God and the man. The God and the man. There's one God. There's one mediator. Between God and men, the man. Christ Jesus. The man part of him. The man part of him. He's that mediator. He's that go-between. He's just as much man now as he was when he came out of that grave 2,000 years ago. He's just much man now. He's man with the fullness of God living in him. It's that spirit. Y'all hear me? It's the fullness of that because we are heirs with God 
and joint heirs with Christ as he is, so are we. Is he man and God? Then we shall be also. <laughs> as he is, so are we in this present world. I don't see any y'all. Just get the Holy Ghost and becoming as he is. Not the Holy Ghost we've been preaching. But this, this will bring the man part and the God part. My God, am I making sense to anybody? Is anybody getting a hold of this? Let me tell you something, this cost me some hard knocks. <laughs> I'm going to get this. Why I'm gonna get it? God said I could. You know why I'm gonna be like him? God said I could. He said it's expedient for you. That word expedient means necessary. It's to your profit that I go away. For if I go not away, this comforter that I'm telling you about, he ain't coming. He can't. I don't know what word to use, but he hadn't been created yet. <laughs> Are y'all following me? He had not been the, the Holy Ghost God uh, that wanted to come, needs to come back. Hadn't been manifested yet. Because it had to be the man and the God twined together. Not just what he was as a man on this earth, but what he was after the death, burial, and resurrection. When he ascended, put his blood on the mercy seat. I remember preaching way back in 2006 or seven. Jesus was a high priest, but never on this earth. He never done one thing on this earth as a, as a high priest. Performed no priestly duties. Did not go behind the veil one time. Did not offer any sacrifices one time on this earth. But he offered up the ultimate sacrifice. And obtained eternal redemption. And became a merciful and faithful high priest. Why? And that he was tempted. And him being tempted, he's able to succor or help them that are tempted. Why? It pleased him in all things to be made like unto his brother. He was made like me and you in every way. If we ain't, we might as well quit. I've heard it preached all my life. We could be like Jesus. But there was something a little different about him. No. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh. He had to battle the sin nature just like me and you have to battle it. But yet, he conquered. He overcame. We fix and overcome. <laughs> we fix and overcome. I'm telling you, this body of sin is fixing to be destroyed. I don't know if you can wrap your brain around that or not. This body of sin is fixing to be destroyed. It ain't going to have no power over you. Why? He's coming back to live in you. The God part of him can't talk to you and tell you about sin and temptation because the God part of him ain't never been through that. Can't, God can't be tempted. But the man part could. So it's going to be the man part that's going to give you the wisdom the understanding 
and the strength to overcome the sin because he went through it. <laughs> oh, my God, can y'all. <laughs> can anybody get with me? Can you get with me? I hope I'm making sense to somebody. Did God not tell us? The ability to overcome the sin nature is fixing to be given. He says, fixing to be given. All I've heard preachers preach all my life, no sin. How? My God, somebody tell me how not to sin. Well, you just got to pray. Tell you something faster than praying to do it. Should have killed the sin nature because it sure doggone dear enough kill me. <laughs> you ask my sister. I've been to the point of physical death. I mean, physically, I could have died. You fast over 60 days. See if you can't reach the point of physical death. But there was a desperation in me to touch God for His people, to have something to help people. What moved you to do what you done when you stepped off? And I'm not laughing at you. When you stepped off on that water, you were daring to believe God. There's something supernatural fixing to hit your soul, and that faith's gonna come alive. You're going to know God there. I mean, there, there's something. I'm telling you all something subtly. Fixing to come to the temple of God. We fought this thing as long as we can. We fought sin. We fought flesh. We fought the carnality. We have warred in our minds. We have taken every weapon of the warfare that's not carnal. But I'm going to tell you something. You can only go so far, church. You can only go so far. And you know what I've been telling God? I said, God, what's the difference between us and Peter and them 120 in the upper room? What's the difference? As far as knowledge, we probably have a greater knowledge than what they had, and they went in there. They couldn't be living no more cleaner. I mean, my God, Peter just denied Jesus. Peter just denied Jesus not 40 days ago. When they went in that upper room, he instructed them. He taught them what to look for. He taught them what to wait on. Do y'all remember in our camp meeting when the Lord spoke and he said he was breathing on us to further prepare us? He said when he stepped in that room where they were after his resurrection, breathed on them, said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. He said that was a preparation to get them ready. The Lord spoke to us in our camp meeting and told us, that he was breathing on us to get us ready. He ain't just coming back to you, children, as a spirit. That Jesus has become Christ. The spirit of Christ is the Holy Ghost. The fullness of God and the humanity of man intertwined. He's coming back to us. It's coming back. I'm telling you, it's coming back to us. You may not understand it. I don't know how to explain it any better. It's coming back to us. It's coming back to us. Why? It's what we got to have. It's what we got to have. You hear me? It's what we got to have. 
can't just be can't just be the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost moved on men all through the Bible. Y'all hear me? They done great miracles. Samson go out and take a job on them and ask kill a thousand men, go lay with a harlot. Did he not? Laid with a harlot all night long, knew the Philistines was outside the gate, walked to the gates of the sea, Spirit of the Lord come on him, picked the gates up by the post, walked off with them. Got through committing fornication, and yet the Spirit of the Lord came on us. We got to have something in us. It's going to teach us holiness. It's going to teach us righteousness. He learned obedience through the things which he suffered. He thought it not robbery, being in the form of, he thought it not robbery to be, what being in the, I can't get the quotation, who being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He had the form of God in the spirit, but yet he was found in the fashion of a man. So that man and God come together. Y'all hear me? That man and God come together on that resurrection morning. That reborn spirit. That resurrected flesh. That sin was no longer living in. Went from mortal to immortal. Went from corruptible to incorruptible. And I told y'all time and time again. Flesh and blood. Shall not. Inherit the kingdom of God. You may walk in the power of this kingdom. You may do great miracles. But you'll never inherit it. Born again, something changes in you. Cause flesh and blood ain't gonna do it. Cause blood is the life of the flesh. Read, 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 read your Bible in the Old Testament. Blood's the life of the flesh. That's the reason Jesus said, "Flesh and bones." Well, no blood in him, cause that flesh wasn't alive. That flesh wasn't alive. I'm going to tell you something. God's serving y'all up a big old table. Brother Matter, why do you always have to do this? Oh, I can tell you, tell God to leave me alone. Oh, if he stirs my spirit up, I can't help it. It's got to come out. It's got to come out. Are y'all with you? It's got to come out. We ain't get it just going to annoy him as God. We're going to know him in his humanity. We're going to know him as the man. We're going to know him as God. Amen. Y'all want that scripture in 1 Timothy, 2nd chapter 5, verse 5. For there's one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. You want Hebrews 2, 16 through 18. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, 
He is able to succor them that are tempted. How's he going to help those that are tempted? It's going to be interesting. He said, he told him in John over there, he said, he said, I'm with you. He said, but I shall be in you. Is that not what he said? He said, I'm with you. He said, but I shall be in you. But see, it wasn't as he was then. It's as he is now. It's as he is now. He's man and God. He's man and God. He's man and God. The compassion, merciful, tender, kind-hearted man, the Christ. But yet the spirit of him intertwined with man. He's coming back to live in us in his fullness. Oh, my God, I hope y'all get a hold of this. You get a hold of this. This is what the Holy Ghost really is. It ain't just a shout. It ain't just feel good. It ain't just talking to It ain't just gifts. It's the Christ. The God-man mix. The Christ. For this Jesus whom you have crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. He's made him both Lord and Christ. Amen. Understand? Understand, sis? Good, ain't it? Because we got to have it. I can't go no further. I can't go no further. I've come to the end of my faith. I've come to the end of my strength. Can I keep going like I am? Yeah. But by the help and grace of God, I ain't going to. Why? I got my eyes on the mark. Can anybody quote that scripture? Of the prize of the high calling of what? God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in the resurrected man. Amen. Appreciate the Lord tonight. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I really do. I hope it's, I just, you know, I know, I know a lot of people didn't come because well, I can't help that. I pray this has been a blessing to you because it's what we've got to have in us to go into what God's fixing to send to us and condition us for. We've got to get conditioned for this. We've got to quit looking at the Holy Ghost as just the Spirit of God coming on us and we've got to look at it as the, the Spirit of God and man. It's going to bring the fullness of God, but it's also going to bring the spirit of the Christ. And that's the man. And everything he went through, everything he conquered, everything he overcome, my God, you're fixing to tap into all his wisdom, all his knowledge, all his understanding. You're fixing to tap into the, what, he, what, what he dealt with when the devil came to him, tempted him after 40 days fasting. That wasn't just the spirit of God standing up in him. There's some wisdom there. There's some knowledge. There was some understanding of how to combat the devil. There are a lot of people got the Holy Ghost don't know how to combat the devil. Amen. They don't. They ain't been taught. They ain't been taught wisdom. You go back to Isaiah 11. I preached on this a few months ago. It said, in the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, 
the spirit of power, the spirit of might, the spirit of understanding. And I told y'all, I said, that's the Holy Ghost right there. I didn't have the revelation of this. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. I hope this is got down in your spirit. Man, this thing been raging in me for two weeks now. I can't sleep. I can't rest. I can't. It's just like, because I know, I know what's right. And I know we got to have him. I know we got to have him. You can't just keep telling people to serve God. You can't keep, keep telling people not to sin. You can't just keep telling people something's got to happen. There's got to be an impartation. There's got to be a visitation and indwelling. Amen. There's got to be. There's got to be. You won't fight this sin nature when this comes in. You won't fight it. This will destroy it. Why? He condemned sin in the flesh. What the law could not do and that it was weak. What does it say? Through the flesh. What the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. The law couldn't conquer sin. It couldn't forgive sin. All it could do was roll them forward every year. So there was a weakness in the law that had to be changed. But when the law was changed, the priesthood was changed. And when the priesthood was changed, the law was changed. What does it say? There being a change to the priesthood or a change of the law, one of them. Change the law. There, there had to be a change to the priesthood also. For the Levitical priesthood could make no man perfect. Perfection didn't come by the Levitical priesthood. But that Melchizedek priesthood, who wasn't made after the law of a carnal commandment, was made after the power of an endless life. For what the law could not do, and it was weak through the flesh, God sending his only son, made just like me and you, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned, destroyed, put to death, sin in the flesh. First John 3 and 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Let me tell you something. Sin, sickness, disease, that ain't the works of the devil. That's the attributes. That's that that works of the devils get you to fail works of the devils get you to deny just, just what God just what the devil done to Eve and done to Adam get you to disobey God and lose what God's got for you hold on children hold on I know God's been telling us it's coming please hold on please hold on please hold on don't let the devil discourage you. Don't let him dissuade you. Don't let him get your attention somewhere else. Because right now, every child of God is in the fight of their life. I'm in the fight of my life. Y'all hear me? Because if we don't get this, we're going into darkness. Y'all hear me? If we don't lay hold on this, we're going into darkness. Because I'm going to tell you something. Something don't stand up and counteract this old flesh church. It's going to take over. It's going to take over. And ain't only one thing going to 
counteract what flesh wants. And that's the divine visitation of the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing that's going to do it. And it ain't just going to be. Y'all, when I say Holy Ghost now, I'm talking about the Spirit of Christ meets with man. That's the only way I know how to. I'm just telling you what God told me. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Having humanity don't mean the sin nature's there. Don't mean the carnal nature's there. God didn't make man evil. He didn't make him wicked. He didn't make him ungodly. But he made him with humanity. He made him flesh. Y'all hear me? He made him flesh. And he told, he said, the day you eat of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, you're going to what? Die. The spirit man died. And then his flesh man died. Jesus done the exact reverse. Y'all hear me? He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. But he became immortal and incorruptible. For Jesus has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. I want eternal life. I want I don't want just salvation. I want what God's showing me goes way beyond salvation. I won't be as he is. Can anybody see this? He's God and man. He's God and man. He's God and man. The fullness of God, all power in heaven and earth is in him. But he walks in the humanity of man. And we are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. And that's why this that God's been telling us was coming. God's opening our eyes and letting us see what it is now. Because when this comes, we're going to put on this humanity of man. Led by the Spirit of Christ. We're going to put it on. We're going to put it on. Ain't going to be this judging. Ain't going to be this hardening. Ain't going to be this. We're going to pull up with love, mercy, compassion, kind-heartedness, tenderness. Said that fullness of God's going to be there too. For the whole creation moaneth and groaneth and travaileth together until now. What's it waiting on? In the redemption of the body. The redemption of the body. Stand up and sing, you're redeemed all you want to. My spirit man's been redeemed. This ain't been redeemed yet. <laughs> this ain't been redeemed. So, Brother Meadow, you confused me. I'm sorry. This ain't been redeemed. This still got frailties. This still got infirmities. This still got weaknesses. Amen. Did Jesus take your sins? Did he take your sicknesses? Did he take your diseases? Did he pay for your peace of mind? What also says he took your infirmities. He took your weaknesses. So quit making excuses not to serve God. Quit making excuses to be weak. And falling back in the flesh, what the flesh wants you to fall back into. Because not only did Jesus take your sins, not only was he wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities, not only did the stripes, were more 
to heal your sicknesses and your diseases. If you read Matthew 8, 16, it says, And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Word infirmities, weaknesses. Several weakness in your flesh, the price has been paid to overcome it. Just like it is sin, transgressions, iniquity, sickness and disease. Amen. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. All we like sheep have gone astray, and he has laid on us the iniquity. He laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. He bore our iniquities. He bore our sins. He took our infirmities. Quit making excuses to be weak. You're not weak. You're not weak. Y'all hear me? You're not weak. Well, I just can't. As long as you say you can't, you never will. But if you start saying, I can do all things through Christ. Through what? What is the Christ? The man God mixed. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through that man in God that's living in me now. I can do all things through him. We may not get the fullness of him just yet, but I'm telling you something fixing to hit. It's fixing to hit quick. We're fixing to step in a supernatural place with God. I feel it coming, I'm telling you. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Get ready, children. Get ready. I don't think I can go any further. I don't think my strength will let me. But I believe I've shared everything with you that God put in my spirit. I hope I did. If you want to jot down Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, that talks about him being a merciful, faithful high priest. I gave you Hebrews 2. I gave you 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6. I gave you Romans 8 and 3 and 4. Gave you John 16, uh, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth is expedient for you that I go away. I gave you that. Uh, gave you John 14 and 16, another comforter. Gave you John 7, Luke 1, 15. And then I gave you Genesis. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words, but don't make sense. To me, it does. I've never seen it like this. Never seen it like this. I've got a whole new understanding of who my Jesus is. I've got a whole new understanding of who he is, what he done, what he's become. Because he lives. can live also. Why? He's in here. Not just God. Not just God. Just give you a new understanding of the Holy Ghost. Just give you a new understanding of what we're fixing to receive. Oh, the early church had a portion of it. Because he lives. live also. Amen. Because he conquered, you've conquered. You don't have to sin, Joe. I'm telling you, you don't have to. You 
said, Brother Betty, you get way out there now. Did he sin? Did he sin? But if he's living in here, you don't have to. Quit making excuses to be weak. He's took your weaknesses. He's took your weaknesses. He paid for your weaknesses just like he paid for your sins, just like he paid for your sickness. He paid for your infirmities. You don't have to be weak. The devil is always tripping us up through the infirmities of our flesh because he knows where we're weak. He knows where to hit us. It doesn't stay that way. It came to pass not to stay. This is going. What? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Because, see, we've never been dead to sin. That sin nature's always been there. I don't care how much you fast and pray. I've done it. I was telling Christopher, I don't know if it's Friday night. I said, I've reached a place in a fast that I knew I needed to eat, Brother Michael, but I knew if I eat, that carnality was going to come back alive. I knew I had to eat to live, but I knew just as soon as I eat, it was going to resurrect that carnal man, and I just, I'd wrestle in my spirit not to eat. But I knew my fast was over. I knew what God had put me in was over. But I knew just as soon as I eat, that carnality was going to stick its head up, and I'd just wrestle. I just wrestle. Fight's almost over. Fight against, I'm telling y'all, fight against the sin nature just about over. Don't give up. Don't let the devil mess you up. Don't let the devil sidetrack you. Don't let the enemy get you out of the mind and will of God. For yet a little while. He that shall come will come. Be not repaired. He coming. He coming. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. Will you go to prayer with me? Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your compassion, for your understanding. Thank you for the humanity that you placed in your holy son, Jesus. That you have made us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these we might be made a partaker of the divine nature. Having overcome this world. And the corruption and the lust that's in this world, Lord. That you give us the opportunity to be made a partaker of the divine nature. Father, open our understanding. And help us. Give us eyes to see. Ears to hear. And a heart to understand. What the Spirit is speaking. And I give you honor and praise and glory. In Jesus' name.
Amen. This is what I wanted to get out Sunday a week a week ago or two weeks ago. We just I just couldn't get it to flow. So if y'all got that this, just throw it out and put this one in place. Because I feel like this brought everything together a whole lot better. Appreciate the Lord tonight.